0: Yeah, uh, it's worth the fucking twenty seven dollars I pay a month,
1: or whatever it is. I mean, it's not bad. This is a pretty professional looking platform, and it looks. I'm not a technical, technically savvy person, but it looks relatively easy to use for what it is. Yeah, you're better at
0: it than I am. I've seen your social media game actually; it's really well. It's really good. Like the stuff that you put together.
1: You know, I'll be honest with you: a lot of that stuff. I know, you ever see the Circle of Drift podcast? Yeah. I'm about to, Dawson does a lot of my reels. Oh, does he? And stuff, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that guy's
0: fucking really good at it.
1: Yeah, I love the way it. he
0: clips everything together.
1: He does, yeah. So we, we do, like, we YouTube videos. We do, like, a vlog, and then he'll, like... He's pretty smart with it. We'll do the vlog, and then we'll, like, just cut reels out of the... Out of the vlog.
0: Uh-huh.
1: It makes yeah. it a little bit more efficient, I think.
0: Okay, that's that like this thing what it'll do is you can like clip if i think something's funny i can just hit like a little button that says clip and it'll clip it obviously you gotta like edit it and fine tune it but at least you know like you have a marker of where it's gonna be at that yeah, like dig through it. like two hours of an episode or something um yeah it even has it where like you can hit like hot clips and it'll just give you like 10 random clips see if you can like make them work or something that's pretty cool. helpful too. Yeah, it's, it's pretty neat. It works; it does the job. Uh, but yeah, he does. He does. Uh, their social media is probably how they grew so well. Like the way he clipped things, like especially in the beginning, with with like controversial comments the co yeah. was
1: making at the time. We did really good with it, <laughs> it and worked then, well, the podcast. I don't know. I mean, it, uh, it's, you know, I, I assume we can talk about other podcasts on this podcast, but yeah. Please, yeah. Uh, yeah, is the the setup that he has in there, it's in his house, right? Oh, okay. And it's like, it looks super professional. Yeah. You know? It's like a room in his house. But he did a really good job of making it look super legit, like right off the bat. Uh-huh. So I think that probably like helped a lot. Absolutely. Too. no. That makes yeah, sense. You look at it and you're like, wait, why, why haven't I seen this? It looks like this has been happening for a while. No, I watched it. <laughs> no, in I listened to that. You know, yeah.
0: I... I don't care. I know, like, some people kind of care about stuff like that where they're like, oh, we we're not going to talk about the people's podcasts. Like, for instance, never once have I ever mentioned my podcast in the Maximum Driftca- Driftcast uh, Facebook group.
1: Like, I won't talk about it. Dude, I mean, uh, you get, I, I don't see why not. I mean, what's it has have been, like, three years since they I, I know. Like-
0: <laughs> At this point, they should be fucking <laughs> grateful. No,
1: jump just in there, you know.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, no, I've never mentioned it. And people have asked me; they'll ask me like a question directing about the con, the podcast in the group, and I'll message them, um, <laughs> like a response of some sort. I I don't know. I just haven't. Maybe, I I should now. Well, I'm not gonna go make a whole fucking post about it, but.
1: Yeah, you know, I, th- I, th- I said th- that on this th- episode. I think the more drift podcast, the better. Right? I'm a big podcast person because I never, yeah. uh, I often wouldn't have time to like watch. TV, but I would drive a lot, Mm -hmm. so that was like my entertainment was podcast. And for a long time, you know, like Maximum Driftcast was, maybe not it, but it was like there just wasn't much out. They're like one of the early drift podcasts, Mm -hmm. right? I feel like they got kind of established, and then all of a sudden, they just disappeared.
0: Yeah, they, they all. I think like know? all of their careers took yeah.
1: off because of the podcast. Yeah, but then it, like kind of like and they left it alone. Yeah, left this like fertile soil for more drifting podcast to come exactly. in, which is a good know. thing, right? Drift, uh,
0: we need to get Maximum Driftcast back too. I miss that fucking shit show. Uh but let's let's uh, let's get back into you for a minute, man. Uh, for people who don't know you, if you want to go ahead and tell us who you are, what you drive, and where you drive it.
1: Uh, my name's Andy May. I drive a E36 uh, with a just a turbo M50, so BMW motor, and I drive it all over the place. I live in an RV, like a toy hauler, and we just travel around and all over the country and go to different drift events and competitions and stuff like that. So we're kind of like all over the East Coast and West Coast and just kind of everywhere depending on how the schedule goes. Yeah. And then you work basically remote, right? Tell you. pretty much yeah, yes. yeah I have a, a pool service business, oh shit really in Atlanta, okay. So that's I what, okay, have... I
0: do remember that
1: so you just yeah I, I mean right? me you talked, and that's a lot has happened since then. it feels right. like forever ago, but it really wasn't that long ago, yeah but uh, but yeah, so anyway, I don't necessarily physically need to be there that mm. much, and uh, my wife does a lot with the like the billing and schedules and all that kind of stuff, and um just kind of like taking more on now. But anyway, we physically don't need to be there that much. Gotcha. Every now and then, maybe a handful of times over the past year and a half, I've been like, crap, I guess I'm getting on a plane tomorrow. <laughs> flying to Atlanta and fixing some bulls. But, you know, that's a, a small price to pay. It's not too bad.
0: No, no, not at all. Especially when you get to live your best life uh with the wife and kids on the road. So I ain't yeah. mad at you. Uh, yeah. like, sweet, man. Um... What has changed since we last spoke? I think the last time we did spoke, your car was getting worked on by Sam, right? Uh, was that it? Maybe.
1: Yeah, I, I thought it California. was that.
0: Maybe that's just last time we kind of... No, I think that's the last
1: bit. time, like, me and you talked. The last time it was a podcast, it was, um, I had, I was still on the East Coast. We had were a couple months in, and I had, uh, the E36 sedan, I, uh crashed that into a wall in New Hampshire Mm -hmm. and then got another chassis off of a guy that I was driving with up there, Orion. And um, anyway, moved the stuff over, just like my angle and suspension, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I think I was heading to like one of my first events with that car. So since then, yeah, we just did some events everywhere from like Riverside, the which was, it was their first uh 50k i think Mm -hmm. we went to and i just went with like a stock motor s52 you know like i don't know 220 horsepower or something because i'm just like i'm here for the experience guys yeah (laughs) let's do it and uh that was fun and then we headed out west and went to um uh colorado did drift event in colorado um then drove up next drift event was in seattle but we did a bunch of national parks too with the family went to like glacier national park Yellowstone, Mm -hmm. uh, Grand Teton, you know, all that, all that stuff out there. And then California, I'm giving you the cliff notes. You want more detail? We're going to dive into more of it, but, uh, but this is, you guys have been like traveling up and stuff like that though. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. So now the car has, so from that, I just got that car had stock su two in it. And then it evolved into, uh, I got hooked up with Sam, Mm-hmm. Uh, 412 Motorsports through Taka I don't you know because I was doing like some of the school stuff with Taka mm-hmm. and so anyway he got so then we put we put a built motor in the car made about 500 wheel or so drove that a lot and beat it pretty hard and now I'm switching to another chassis oh That's kind of the cliff notes of where, where we are now with gotcha. a lot more in between yeah
0: uh, are you are you gonna say which chassis it is, or you guys? It's it's sick? just
1: another E thirty six.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, what, yeah. Why it's in Chassis
1: again, Dude, bro. So
0: I know you've wrecked it a few times. I've seen.
1: I have wrecked it a few times. So uh, this one is it's pretty beat, and honestly, it's a little a little bit more beat than I realized it was when mm. I got it. And it has a bit more rust. If for like a northeast car, it doesn't have that much rust, but for like me, a Georgia guy, for, like, you know, like, you, a Californian guy, like, but it's a lot of rust, you know? Gotcha. Yeah, you, you, you get a car in, like, you know, New Hampshire or whatever, they're like, no, nah, it's only got, like, five holes in the floorboard, it's fine. <laughs> um, so, uh, and anyway, dude, I crashed it, uh, pretty hard, uh, back here in Georgia at a Pro-Am event, mm-hmm. uh, just being a dummy, it has, like, a, it's, like, this big bank track. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was like a kind of recreated like an Irwindale set up right to so initiate, you know, like run the wall up on the bank, come down, you know, do the Irwindale thing. And uh, so I was back in Georgia. So I kind of always get sucked back into work, right? Anytime I get close to it. So uh, beginning of the pro am event, I looked out there at the course and I was like, all right, it's fairly simple. I feel like I I got this and something happened at work. So I had to go to work. So I didn't do any practice at all. Uh, so I went to work in the morning while I was doing practice, so everybody's practicing. And I yeah. came back. I think I did, like, one lap, and then I got set up, and I was going to go. Uh, it was just kind of, like, awkward spacing for me in my gearing, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I needed fourth gear on the bank. And uh, if I had, like, an extra 50 feet, I could have, like, got to fourth, you know? So I got you get two qualifying runs, right? My first qualifying was okay, but I initiated too late because I initiated when I was in boost and fourth. So I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, well. I'll just go on third. So I look to my buddy slash mechanic, Trey, and I'm like, bro, whatever. I'm just going to, like, ride the rev limiter on the bank and just do that. Get ready to fix something, which now i look back on it, was a stupid thing to say. I meant sometimes when you sit on the rev limiter too long, like, the oil mine on the turbo works itself a little loose. But what happens, I just went up and I initiated, and I did, like, left no margin for error. I was as close to the wall as I could get, and I just, like, ran out of gear. On the bank, the car just like I started to feel it kind of straightened out. You know what I mean? You get that feeling where your wheel speed is starting to meet your actual vehicle speed mm-hmm. and it's like doing this. I was like, crap. So I like clutched in I like tried to handbrake to bring the back end around a little bit more. Just didn't do it. And I went like front, like driver front corner into the wall at probably 70 miles an hour. And it just, it moved the shock tower over like six inches, like crushed that intake pipe. Mm hmm kind of That's... broke off all the suspension stuff and sent it in towards me and if i didn't have anti-intrusion bars like it would definitely broke my leg oh shit sure, really? yeah dude, i like i sent a picture to the guy who built the cage norway nils up in uh where is he he's in connecticut i think Uh uh-huh. because it was like you can see where the like the anti-intrusion bar was and it was just on the outside of the car like everything was just folded in around it it just yeah. looked like a fist sticking out in the metal
0: if no, I'm not mistaken, that anti intrusion bar is there because of Taka.
1: I think so. Yeah, because he went in uh, Seattle, I think, and yeah, broke, broke leg. his foot <laughs> pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. So that that happened, and then it was just jacks. It was, uh, And then the way the pro am works here is East 10. So they did mm. um, it's four rounds, but two weekends, right? So gotcha. Saturdays around, Sundays around. So I'm already like zeroed both days because they're right next to each other and I couldn't get the fucking car fixed. But anyway, I went, got it pulled back out and front tubed and then did like a couple, did a grid life, um, a gambler at E-Town, like a few events. The car never seemed quite right. And I went to, um, so, you know, E-Town has a road course and they got the figure eight, right? Like the FDE course. So I did a, a Riverside at, uh, it was at E-Town does the figure eight and I just like had a minor crash broke a wheel with a just getting too close to somebody and they kind of straightened when I didn't expect them to so I broke a wheel it wasn't that big of a deal and uh, so I get the car fixed and go back out and uh, you know go around do it's my qualifying run right it's the last chance of qualifying I missed my first one fixing the car thankfully andy andy haley had some spare parts and stuff and i got him off of him and got the car going thanks to him nice. and uh and i'm coming around and i was like all right i'm about to do like a pretty good qualifying score and I would go into the like the set the last outer zone so you kind of transition back and transition go to throttle and there's just nothing there nothing happened so i just was so back into the wall. <laughs> it like, you know, at least you're not super fast, but it's just, it's just a brutal place because it's just walls everywhere. You know, If you're a little bit off, you're just... Yeah. yeah. So I did the same thing. Moved the shock tower right back to where it was. And probably because it had already been moved, it wasn't nearly as big of a hit as the first time. And it was like... Uh, a real testament to drifting as a sport because there were so many people around helping get me pull it back out yeah you know i was there and i was like man crap how do i get this thing pulled back out and like not tear anything that was my worry it's already moved you can see everything's kind of crumpling around the shock tower i really don't want to tear it and uh and rome was there and somebody was like oh rome moved his shock tower here we Ask him how he did it. I'm like, okie doke. So I go over there and I'm like, yo, dude, how'd you pull this out? He's like, I didn't. Look at my shock tower. It's still, like, over here. <laughs> I'm like, oh, great. So anyway, you went over and looked at it. there was, just, dude, it, was like, it started off with, like, five people trying to kind of help me pull this thing out. First with, like, uh, Beecham's little golf cart thing, and that wasn't quite enough. So we only got, like, a truck. Tried to pull that out and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Up mm-hmm. to, like, it was just like the whole village just jumped in and there's like 30 people around the car. At this point, it's completely out of my hands. Whatever happens to the car happens. Every, the, like, like
0: everybody has like, their own idea. part of the process is. anymore
1: because <laughs> yeah. we're like 10 layers into people like walking by me like, well, what if you, you know, we'll try this. And it just kind of turns into this whole thing. But dude, uh, yeah, man. So, I mean, a lot of those guys like were with me till like one o'clock in the morning, getting it pulled out, straightened out. And, and all that and it was so after that event i was like man i should really probably get another chassis because this one has just really been through it and i'm not sure it's really worth putting more money in it mm-hmm. but the driveline stuff is good the motor's great um uh, you know the trans all that kind of stuff is fine so uh nick nick noback had mentioned that he had an extra chassis that he never used it was going to be a pro car as was an e36 but then you know, whatever happened, happened with, uh, Cobra works and everything. And so he had that car. So he had mentioned to me and he was there at that event. He actually won that event. And after the event, I was like, dude, you still got that chassis <laughs> to come grab that thing? Cause we live close to each other, okay. relatively close to each other. So he's like, yeah. So, um, so anyway, it was just crap like that. And I was, it's just so beat up and I didn't want to keep putting anything into it. And he had that car there and it was a decent deal on it. So I went and got that from him. So moving everything over to it now. And, and doing is some the cage upgrades. And everything? Or? Yeah, it has a really nice cage in it. Um, Sweet. yeah, it was fully stripped, like all the uh we got like all the you know, the sound insulation stuff that's real pain to get out, all that's out. Yeah. You know, completely stripped out with a really nice cage in it. And that's pretty much it. So and I'm getting uh, a lot of stuff from Sam. Uh he's helping me out with some of the stuff just off of his old car. Getting some parts mm-hmm. off of his E36 because nice. he's upgrading it, um, you know, for a prospect car. But anyway, so I'm just kind of waiting on some stuff to come in now and put it in. And it went from I'm just going to do all the move all the drive line stuff over to now, like, the quick change quick change subframe stuff is getting built. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Goes, a, I put, I Sam had an E46. M3 transmission in it, so I bought the transmission off of his old car and put it in. So now we can like crank that turbo and engine up to what it can do. So it'll be like six eighty wheel instead of five hundred. So it's just snowball. It's a it's a huge case of while you're in there, you know.
0: Yeah, uh, it's which is probably the worst thing you can do with a project that you want to run.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's that's hard to find that balance. I've talked to so many people. Everybody's, I feel like everybody's in the same boat when you're building a car, especially if you want it um, to, like a competitive car. Yeah. Right? It's like, well, uh, you're always trying to find that balance of, well, pay once, cry once. I want to put something in and not have to do it again and finish it. And also, what, you don't really need all of it, do you? <laughs> you know? no. it's like, it's, so it's like finding what are those things of, this is actually helpful. I should go ahead and spend the money on it and not have to worry about it anymore. And um, this is not necessary.
0: Yeah, see, well, mine didn't right. end Fine. up with a quick change idea. But I was the other day I was looking for brakes because I have uh, the 335, so it has the super massive brakes on it that I don't want those. I don't need 13-inch rotors. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about going down to a 12-inch rotor and then... I was going to go with Willwoods. I did want Willwoods, but then it went from like 300 bucks to like 1500 bucks By the time I like I was putting everything together, I was like, we're using, stock like break, we're using stock brakes. We're using stock brakes. I was <laughs> yeah. like, I'll do this next year. Because uh, I want the car to be running soon because it's almost done at Big Duck Club. Um, hmm. So I was like, I... That looks
1: awesome, by the way. I saw that. New kit? that it does look good. They um, yeah. Thank you it up that
0: looks awesome yeah uh rj did all that so thank you rj um yeah, so i was like i'm gonna, just gonna avoid that the only thing i know i need for sure is brake lines right now but i kept every single thing from the other car I kept okay. the fuel lines the the radiator lines that go to the back everything i just have to do all the fab work um for that but i bought a cage kit so we'll see how that goes
1: That'd be cool. I've never used. i never used one of those. I've seen a few of them though, and I only hear that they fit fantastic.
0: Yeah, that's what I heard too. Uh, I did like that they weld to the A pillar, and there's no gussets because I'm not like a huge fan of gussets. I don't dislike them. I just <clears> I had a really bad experience in my last car with them. I couldn't see like six inches from the A pillar to the those finish of the
1: cage. Gusset. Yeah, it was terrible. Those are some serious gussets on the cage on the car that I'm. Now, not going to use anymore. He was putting the cage in, he did it really fast. He did it in like three days. And he was, he just goes like right along the eight-pillar, right? Just makes it nice and tight. I like, dude, can you put gussets in it? And he was like, why do you want gussets? I'm like, I'm going to be honest with you. I just think they look cool. They, like do. <laughs> they do. They do. That's cool. <laughs> hey. so I don't even know why you need them. I was like I just want. He's like, no, I can do some gussets. You want to do some gussets? I was like, please do. Yeah. yeah new car doesn't have gussets. Old car has gussets, and they they do look cool. They do look I cool. I do.
0: I do kind of like the street look. So I do like if you look at it dead on, you couldn't tell that there was a cage in it. I kind of like that. There's yeah. also that like cleanliness too, that looks really good. But the the
1: gussets do look sick. Especially yeah.
0: Like, doesn't Forrest have like stars on his? Or like that.
1: I don't know, but I would I would not put it past him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> cool. What's yeah,
2: all
1: Good. Go I was just gonna say I I'm, I think I've become more of a fan of either uh, I think they mentioned on like Lone Lone Star Drift where you either have no more in the middle cars for me, I either have a street car, like as a drift car. I'll put some angle or whatever, weld the diff, and it's just like a stock car. Besides that, or yeah. like full race car yeah it's like one of the other. (laughs) do one of those It'll right out the middle so anyway that's my goal i'm probably not going to do it because it's too easy to roll a street car (laughs) into like a middle car but i'm going to tell myself that's what i'm going to do
0: yeah you're like oh i may as well get a cage because not every track is going to let me drive without one yeah and then you're like oh while i'm doing the cage i may as well get I may as well gut the whole interior and not even put back seats in it. And then
1: just yeah. fucking. You need to put an interior back in a, in a car that you had to take it out of to have a cage put in.
0: I know, but I wouldn't want to do it. Like having to cut all around that. That's, yeah, that's a lot of so work. Tedious. Yeah. I'd give
1: up. I'd I was going to stay like this. <laughs> yeah. I say I want it, but put me in the position where I have to do all that, I'm like, you know yeah. what? Fine, I am just gonna leave it out. Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh yeah. so you're doing the you're getting the rear quick change set up. Are you doing yep. the rear wise fab too?
1: Uh it's been uh wise fab. In the rear? Uh, also also a hand me down from Sam.
0: The so even the trailing arms and stuff? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's Look true pull over in the back. Fancy.
0: All right. yeah. Uh what what do you, what suspension are you running?
1: Uh it's Feel four forty ones. Sweet. Feel four forty ones. And Have then you then
0: seen I had... their 441.5 kit?
1: Yeah, just with the Swift Springs.
0: No, no, no. It's uh, the single adjustable front and then dual adjustable rear. Um, um, or two-way adjustable, sorry. No, I don't think the backs
1: are two-way. No, Mine I'm are saying, probably I mean, four or five years old. Oh, upgrading it?
0: No, just like the new, it's a new thing they offer. We'll oh, no, to, I think like,
1: The rear for you. No, I need to stay off those websites. I'm already... already you am like, already I'm fucking
0: spending control. enough. Don't, yeah, you know, I'm already
1: out of control over here. Uh,
0: the cool. winners quick. I know. I, those... I want one so bad, but... I heard it's... Uh, it's, like, way better to go with, like, the winners than to do, uh, like, a dog box upgrade first. Like, if you're going to pick and choose the winners. Uh, that's what to-
1: I went with. That was just, like, my... Personal opinion, because I was like, I feel like changing gears real fast isn't that big of a deal in drifting. I mean, the amount of time that it takes me with a good aftermarket shifter on a normal transmission shift, I don't think is going to be the make it or break it for a dog box. And as long as like strength, the dog box is a lot lighter, which is nice. Um, but dude, they're so expensive.
2: Yeah, you
1: know, eighty five hundred bucks, ten grand, really. But you know, once you get the bell housing and all that kind of stuff. And the so the winters is actually a good bit cheaper than that, and I feel like it's more usable. Really? Yeah, yeah. It was. Um, they're hard to get, right? So a winter's is really hard to find. I got lucky and I bought a used one off of somebody. That's
0: fucking almost impossible to find is a used
1: yeah, an uh, older one too from the old uh, the old the old factory where they didn't blow up. <laughs> so that's ideal. But yeah, you know, people do the bulldogs and stuff too. I've heard really good things about those. But yeah, they're forty eight hundred bucks, I think, plus a subframe, and then there's options for that. I got the uh, FDF sells a kit where you oh, basically really? cut up the stock subframe. Oh and, sure, and and do that. So that's we're working on that. now. so that's a lot cheaper.
0: I know. I was looking at those too. I seeing that HGK has one for like twelve hundred bucks, the whole subframe. I just don't know if you have to like send them your send yours back and then shipping it here is probably fucking like
1: that's five, crazy yeah bucks. I mean you could do just Sicky or um like Rise Fab is in Tennessee I think Rise on-
0: Fab? yeah
1: R-I-S-E yeah Rise Fab um they do them for a lot of BMWs I don't know if they would do one for for years but anyway they're all like twelve thirteen hundred bucks for the subframe We just do the sicky and that's not going to come from overseas yeah, I've heard not great things about the HGK one, but I'm not sure. I have no nothing to back that up, so I don't know. But I don't know. We'll see how it gets in there. So I mean, but the FDF kit was like three hundred dollars.
0: That's not bad at all, then. And then uh, somebody welded. But I'm kind of surprised that they don't make more stuff for it, um, considering it's probably next in line to be the next cheap chassis. Yeah. Since I only paid a thousand dollars for my car.
1: Well, that seems like a that's pretty good. Was it running?
0: No. Huh. No Some guy yeah. already pulled a motor in trans too. So I was like good, I don't want to deal with that. I wish he yeah. would've gutted it. If he would have gutted it, I would have paid more, to be honest. Yeah. Because now I have it's to a like a lot of get, work. You gotta get rid of all that shit. I uh like my buddy um Andrew, he drives the E forty six over here, that's all it mm-hmm. this motherfucker he's like he's like I would pay $500 more or $500 less for I I wouldn't be willing to pay $500 more for a car that has that's completely gutted um to save 500 bucks I'm like yeah but look how much time that's going to take you He's like nope not doing it He's fucking like cheap though Yeah <laughs> the no, first no, one to tell you He's like Yeah, I'm not no, that's
1: different. People I mean, are different strokes, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> People think of yeah. it differently. But no dude, I mean that's yeah, that's but a lot of time.
0: Yeah. Uh yes. how, how, if you don't mind me asking, did you get that car pretty cheap, the new one?
1: The car I got it I wouldn't I'm not gonna say I got like a great a smoking deal on it, but it saved me it probably cost me a little bit less than it would have been to find a nice straight chassis with no rust on it and have a cage put in it, and saved me a ton of time. Like you said, it's completely stripped. Everything's out of it, ready to rock. I just painted the inside, Mm -hmm. and kind of ready to go. And it's a very nice chassis. Mm -hmm. So it it certainly wasn't $1,000, but it was cheaper than it would have been to do it myself, and it saved me a ton of time, so I'll take it. Yeah, exactly. Uh,
0: How far along is that project anyways?
1: Oof. You know, that's a a really good question. Um, Not... It can be better if I, once I get everything in and I, and I get some friends to come help me, we could probably do it in a week and a half or so, if I had to guess, I
2: think um,
1: so. maybe yeah, it, it is, but I, I think I've got everything pretty well prepped and ready to go. I need to put the trans on the motor. Nothing needs to be done with the motor. I have everything cause it was all off of a running car, right? Mm-hmm. So the whole thing's there. So the biggest thing that I haven't done is any of the wiring, but I'm having, like, harnesses made. and I'm trying to make it as easy as possible. Oh, uh, it's just, like, to plug and play everything? Oh, yeah, the whole shebang. Um, so I've never done wiring, but I have some friends who have done wiring, and I'm getting, like, the easiest thing possible, I hope, to do, do all that. that. So that's kind of the thing I'm worried about is the is the wiring. Gotcha. And a bit of a in the little stuff that comes up, you know what I mean? But the the good news is the you know, there's already a fair amount of stuff on the car and I don't know. We'll see. That's what I, mean, I you're, think. You're pretty much what, taking yeah.
0: everything off of the broken car, right? And just putting it on the new car.
1: Well, more or less, yeah, but I mean because I did the quick change, so it's a different drive shaft, um doing a different transmission. Um, so a lot of the drive line stuff I thought I was gonna keep, but it snowballed out of I got to deal on this, yeah, yeah. I got to deal on this, and now here we go. Well,
0: that's not too bad, because all that stuff is bolt-on. You're not having to, like, change. Uh,
1: exactly, yeah, it's all bolt-on, like, all the, you know what I mean, it's just, and they're exact same chassis, you know, so there's nothing to, like, figure out besides the quick-change thing. There's not much to figure out, it's just unbolt and bolt. Yeah, exactly. And, and then bolt then are you,
0: uh, the uh Are you using, like, a stock uh, fuel tank, or you, do you have a fuel cell?
1: No, stock fuel tank.
0: Okay, sweet. Yeah, I was, I was yeah. curious. With two
1: fuel pumps, yeah.
0: How does that work? Do you have them like one on each bucket?
1: I found that out today, actually. So there's a lot of different ways to do it on the BMWs, right? Because you have a saddle tank. So you get starvation. So it would do like a do track car stuff, like grip stuff too. I did that for a long time. So anyway, I knew about them for the fuel starvation. So you can do ones that like kind of siphon fuel from one side over the other or like a dual fuel pump. But the fuel pump doesn't, the second fuel pump doesn't go to the engine, right? It just pumps fuel over to the other side where Mm -hmm. the actual pickup is. So I was moving the fuel pump over to the new car yesterday. And then I realized how everything was connected did not make sense and how I thought. Because I thought it was the extra fuel pump was simply a starvation solution to move fuel over to the other side. So then I just got with, you know, Nick and stuff. And he was like, oh, no, they're both go. It's like an e like a hot like an e f i It's like two walbro four fifties going straight to the motor so I was like
0: oh, okay, okay, so you're always getting fuel no matter over.
1: what yeah, so yeah yeah,
0: that makes sense, okay uh good, uh and then are you are you gonna keep that radiator in the front or are you gonna move it to the back if you have i'm gonna it, move maybe? it to the
1: back for now I'm just gonna keep it in the front to get it moving and get and get out of here, yeah, but uh, yeah, same I'm just gonna i'm just gonna use. Sam's going to let me use some space over there hit their place and work on that nice. and have somebody to help me with the fab for the tubing and everything get that stuff set up so I'm probably going to put it in the back. Um but not right now we had some like issues with our truck so we got we were 15 weeks without a truck
0: I, I was actually going to ask you about that and
1: just got it back so now it's like I was hoping the car would be done by now but we at least had the ability to leave um once a car sent so that's like the limiting factor right now gotcha
0: so what did happen with the truck
1: dude it was like
0: <laughs> well, let's let's start off like what kind of truck is it what year and all that fun stuff
1: it's a 2020 uh Silverado 3500 okay so it's just the the new Duramax and yeah it's like the newest generation of it. Got it it's like 85,000 miles on it so we were at uh, Riverside in Jersey, the same event. We're all pulling out my shock tower, right? And so uh, we're messing with everything. my wife goes to start the truck to go get tires from the tire changer. She's like, the truck won't start. I'm like, okay, well, let me pull the shock tower out first, and I'll come back to the truck later. Yeah. So we all that done. I go look at the truck. And it was like, so every time you try to start it, it was – so it's got like, a, like just a screen for display, right? So you push the button. Screen's on and as soon as it tries to start it would just like die and it yeah. would just do that over and over so we got some people helped me kind of troubleshoot it and it ends up so there's a like a 500 amp uh, fuse like a solid state fuse so not just really like a solid state fuse so there's a 500 amp that runs straight from this like kind of uh block straight down to the starter right mm-hmm. so one side it has power and the other side doesn't have power so we're like okay it seems like this thing is blown and then somebody else had a power pro. We put the power pro right on the starter and it didn't do anything. So we're like, okay, well it seems like it's probably the starter and that like caused the fuse to blow or whatever. So can't move it. Got it towed to like a Chevy dealer in Jersey somewhere. And they had it for five. No, they had it for seven days, seven or eight days. Mm -hmm. It took them four days to like even try anything. Um, in the meantime, we're stuck at E-Town. We can't go anywhere. So yeah. yeah. thankfully, it was E-Town, and they are awesome. So they're not going to, like, kick us out. So, you know, they're just like, well, we'll just get Bobby. So Bobby lives across the street, comes over with his dually, hooks up. Because the trailer's 20,000 pounds. You know, it's not like any truck can move it. Exactly. So he goes, hooks it up, gets me, like, out of the parking lot where it was and kind of over, parsing the grass over where the shop area is. And we were just posted up there for like i said seven or eight days waiting for the truck to get done uh that was crazy it was super hot we couldn't run it's all generator right but you run through a lot of fuel running ac so we had to like be outside so we're not running through too much fuel
2: mm-hmm.
1: going to get like hose water and putting it like tubs and stuff so the kids like have something to play with you know we're trying to, like find yeah. what's retain the children that's um, gonna be fun yeah, but it was, everybody, like, again, the drift community is awesome. There were like, you know, people around there would offer me their, like, vehicle to go get food or something. Nice. Uh Andy Haley just hung out there for, like, three days with us. He was just, like, let me, he would just leave the keys to his truck on the top tire. If I needed to go somewhere, I was just like, hey, can I use your truck real quick? I was like, yeah. And he would just let me take his truck because he's talking about, it. he's like, he's been stranded before. He's like, I know what this is like. <laughs> just <laughs> go if you need to go. Uh so yeah, dude, he's a man. He was awesome, very nice guy. And that was a huge lifesaver to just be able to go fill up fuel tanks and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And get ready. Um or you know, be able to at least have AC and stuff at night and cook and things like that. So anyway, we're stuck there for eight days. We get the truck back, they had replaced the starter and that fuse block. Um we load up, head back down to Georgia. Cause the plan was to come down to Georgia. There were some events. I was going to work on the car a little bit and then we're just going to kind of keep it moving, right? So we get down there. Uh, we had to get the RV serviced for something like a dealer had it and they broke something and they needed to fix it. So we took it down there to fix it. And um, so we stayed at my dad's house for a couple of days, which is where I am now. He we were like unexpectedly just moved the family in here because we had oh. nowhere else to go, and uh. So we are there for, like, a couple of days because we didn't have the RV. My wife goes to start it. Nothing. It's doing the same thing. Screen's just dying. <coughs> so we get yeah. it towed to another dealer. And, dude, uh, this it started this 10 or 12-week-afterward saga of just replacing the fuse boxes. and uh, dude, it would, it would be an hour just explaining everything that happened with it. But we basically we just didn't have it. We got it a couple times and it broke immediately. Mm-hmm. So what ended up being the problem was is that it was a the one the head was cracked. So the head cracked. It leaked coolant into the cylinders. And while the dealer had it, it actually just hydrolocked. And. So that was it. So it seems like it was like dumping coolant slowly into the cylinders and just that kind of added resistance when it would try to start was, oh, it was just a little bit too much resistance and it was blowing that fuse. It mm. kept blowing. They went through a lot of crazy stuff to try and figure out what the heck was blowing that fuse. So that was it. So they drained it all out. They said they checked it, make sure you no know, rods are bent or anything. They were trying to get a new motor from GM because it's under a powertrain warranty Mm-hmm. Um, so, Jim wouldn't give it to him. So the warranty is a new head, and they basically just decked the other head. Gotcha. And I've had it now for about a week and a half, and it seems to work. I, s-
0: I saw that, and so we we'll, keep your fingers crossed.
1: This dude, time. it's crazy, man. That's was,
0: fucking wild. That makes sense, though.
1: It does make know. sense, but it just—I don't know. I mean, I still don't feel super warm and fuzzy about it, especially going out there right because we were supposed to leave a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. i was hoping to leave monday uh i still don't have a lot of stuff that's not going to happen because we're going to SEMA, mm-hmm. and we got an rv park and stuff out there so we're going to go out and park at SEMA and whatever go to it so that's not gonna i'm still gonna go but i'm gonna have to fly and gotcha. um but anyway i was like the service advisor calls he's like all right you know i got good news we got the truck working um, all right well just make sure the rods weren't bent. I'm like, ask them all these questions. They're like, yeah, I'm like, bro, I'm like, I'm, I'm glad that you're happy that it's fixed and I'm happy, but I'm just very skeptical about this truck now. And the last thing I need is this thing, like taking her crap in the middle of New Mexico mm-hmm. <laughs> on the way out there. And I have no, you know, getting that thing towed is not easy.
0: Yeah. Especially when you have a 20,000 pound trailer. Yeah. with
1: the trailer and we, you know, it's just a mess. So, I don't know, dude. I did not. That was a real curveball.
0: Your been, whole year.
1: <laughs> Looks like dude, yeah. It was honestly man. the last what, three months. Almost
0: four months. months. Yeah.
1: You know, it's 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 been an awesome experience overall. The last three months, it's just been like, if it could go wrong, it did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is crazy. But, uh, so, so anyway, we're hopefully going to get going here. So, where is the new car?
0: Is it with you or is it over here?
1: It's with me. It's with me. I have like a little... Uh, Calling it a shop would be a bit of an, uh, exaggeration, but it's a I have a, a space up here that I can work on it. Gotcha. So gotcha. At least I have like a covered spot, you know, cause before I'm like operating this drift car and doing all these events and stuff, trying to maintain it and fix it like in RV parks and everywhere. And that's yeah, not, yeah. Ideal. so it's at not least ideal. I have like concrete floors <laughs> and a roof. Uh, that, yeah, exactly. Good. Um,
0: when do you plan on actually getting the work done?
1: Uh, as soon as I get everything.
0: Oh, okay. like so you guys range. are going to stay out there for a while? Or are you
1: going to travel and just in fly Georgia? back and do it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I'm just flying in for Seaman. Then I'll have to fly back to Georgia.
0: Ah, okay. That's what I, okay, I missed that. Part.
1: But, yeah, it's it's my main focus. I'm waiting on, like, the trans and the and the wiring and all that kind of stuff. And once I get yeah. it. And then
0: you, what trans did you go with?
1: Uh, yeah, trans out of the E46 M3. Six With, is a six-speed,
0: the ZF six-speed.
1: Uh, I don't think it's a ZF in the in the know. M3. I have to Google it for you. I'm just saying words. Yeah, just saying <laughs> Me too, I'm, say I'm
0: just saying BMW lingo.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the about ZF five-speed is the one everybody uses, which is like the E36, uh, which is in like the 328s and the M3s, and those are really good. But that's. Um, again based off of what sam said and what seems to be definitely what seems to be true is you can send about 500 horsepower through stock m3 drivetrain and what i would call like motorsport use you know you could do like dyno pulls and it'd be more than that but if you're going to be running it hard you don't really want to send more than that through it um, good to know so anyway i'm going to send more than that through it so it's i'm just going to put that trans in there and it's the trans. that has been in Sam's E36 for however long? He's been running that thing. So it's hopefully I'm not getting it at the end of its life. <laughs> but I think I feel pretty warm. I feel pretty good about it.
0: I thought he had a dog box in that car for whatever reason. He because just E36. put a dog box in. Ah. So the, the reason I'm
1: getting this is because he put a dog box in. That makes sense. Okay. But Sweet. yeah, all up until now, like you know, when it was blue and orange and stuff, it was all that. It was all that six-speed.
0: I didn't know that. That's crazy. I always thought I had a dog box. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I know that he gave up on that one series, and he's like, nope, that's gone. It's parting out.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's like, he just said it was just too hard to drive. Too much grip. <laughs> Is that yeah. what it was? Yeah, yeah. He it was, it was, it just had a hard time taking grip out of it. The, I am aware uh, of it in the book, edit and I'm assuming him, and just trying to take some grip out. But
0: you I know, know, I talked to to Mike uh, that over at WeissFab about mm-hmm. that, because it, it's the same rear subframe. And the E ninety, and I was like, "Hey, uh, you guys have this option to add these arms or something like that for um, for the rear end?" And he's like, "Do not get those." He's like, "Those are going to add way too much grip to your car, and you're going to
1: waste your money." He's like, "Oh, really? You have
0: a thousand horsepower? Don't touch them." I was like, "All right,
1: thank you." That's crazy. I mean, Sam had like a thousand horsepower, but it was. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's good to uh, know.
1: I uh, know. No, no. Talk to him if you want more info on it. From what I was understanding, though, it was like any time on throttle was fine because he had the power to overwhelm it. Mm-hmm. But it was it, like you know, it just didn't have any float to it. It Ah, uh, okay, okay. So you had sense. to drive it super aggressive, and that makes it kind of tough.
0: And that wouldn't necessarily be time. his driving style. I would say, not that he's not aggressive, but uh, yeah, to be on throttle a thousand percent probably. I mean to be like
1: committed to throttle all the time. Like it's one thing to just be really committed to throttle and just maybe stay in a lot for transitions and stuff, but you can't always do that, especially if you're following. Or you're like there's some big track or whatever, and you just need like that last little float a bit to just like hit that outside zone or something. If you don't exactly
0: why everyone needs a V (laughs) eight. (laughs)
1: Yeah. There's like eighty PSI. Yeah, just put that sucker right on out there.
0: Let's get out. I uh, maybe you know what I think. I'm going to ask him to come on then. I haven't. He and I have actually never spoke. Uh, I just know who he is, and uh, I know he's like really good with like BMW engines and chassis up and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, uh, he's a good, he's a he's a good uh, source of knowledge. A good guy, for sure. He's been, he's uh, been a big help to me. So
0: oh good, and I know. Uh, so winter jam, are you you are planning on being there and being done by then?
1: I'm planning on being, like, there, good to go at Wonder Jam. Hopefully the rear radiator. and Because we're we're taking the radiator out of Sam's 1 series, Mm -hmm. putting it in mine. But obviously it's going to need different piping and stuff. Yeah. Um, So hopefully getting all that that stuff set. And basically they're just going to come out there and then complete it at Sam's place. And hopefully have at least a week or so just kind of post up, up at Willow Springs and kind of dial it in and get used to it up in balcony or whatever. Yeah. And just, I mean, at this point I've touched everything and I'm not a great mechanic. So it's like, oh, we're really? need to see, see what's loose around here. And
0: I feel like the only what, thing I'm confident in is like, I'm good at working on cars and that's all I got going. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm a lot better than I was when we first started, but it's... Uh, oh, good. There you go. Experience. Just experience. You're right. But, uh, that's been the benefit of this. This is, like, the most in-depth thing I've ever done. So it gives me, a, I feel like, a lot more confidence with the car going. Dude, it really sucks you in,
0: man. It's uh It's drifting as fucking crazy. I've revolved my whole life around it now. Dude,
1: tell me about it. <laughs> to the point
0: where, like, I want to make more money to go drifting so like i do better at work
1: dude a so, lot of people yeah. like there are a lot of side hustles and stuff they end up either they're just a side hustle now or they end up being successful or whatever mm-hmm. Dude, it started because of drifting
0: because you're trying like to get rome's a car builder now yeah like a regular because of drifting not Man that he couldn't build up. a car before but like that's what he does now like i think i think it pays his bills, if I'm not mistaken that's awesome
1: like, uh, uh, Corey, what's the name? of it? Corey And mm-hmm. does prospecting at E36. Talking to him, he has like a print shop and he'll, you know, do stuff like that. But he started the print shop on the side to get more money to go drifting. <laughs> it is, you know, there's like a lot of stuff like that. Um, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Dr- drifting is this really interesting place to be. You know, it's, it's obviously a sport, but it's like its own kind of subculture. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like everybody is. It's almost like everybody's kind of like a a family, but it's but like a a bunch of cousins you never met. You know, it's like even if you don't like each other that much, like you're still like in some way like drawn to each other. You know, exactly. And uh, I've just had this feeling that it's just like a kind of a a natural human tendency when you just have like groups of people who feel like we all have this thing in common, and we're all just maybe like a little bit on the outside of the norm. You know, it kind of creates this. Sense of community, you feel yes. I me? Mean? So it's like, you know it's like I'm. I mean, I'm obviously I'm by no means the only one, but you can just go all over the place and just I've firsthand experienced being the majority of the time in places I didn't know anybody, and you would, people are just always so helpful, like letting me use their shop or I haven't had to do it yet, but like offer me to like oh you you don't have anywhere to park the RV you can park it at my house I have space and nice. You know, whenever they don't, no, they don't know me. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, that's true. Uh, but I think that's how like the community seems to be, though. Like, it will be like a complete stranger that's gonna help you. It's not the, gonna yeah. be, it's not gonna be the guy that you start to you've seen like several times at several different events. It's always gonna be some random ass stranger. who's like, oh, what are you doing? Do you need help? Yeah. At yeah. least in my own personal experience, that's how, that's the way it's been. Yeah, yeah I then again, that. I haven't really asked for help too, so. or haven't yeah, been in a position where I'm like,
1: I need to plug my laptop in. But yeah, that's maybe part of my problem is I don't ask for help as nearly as much as I probably should. should. Yes, yeah, <laughs> same. But thing, I, I also kind of have like the community, like drift homeless guy going for, thing going for me. There you go. <laughs> so <laughs> just like, oh, dude, here you can use my pad of concrete for a minute. <laughs> yeah, but that,
0: you're doing probably arguably like one of the more unique things within the drift community like especially like with the family and stuff going around traveling i mean that's really cool that's you know you're creating like you're not giving a traditional upbringing where you're stuck in a house all day like these kids get to tell a story when they get older you know like we fucking traveled all over the united states and just went drifting yeah i I think that's pretty cool where you know that's just what they're used to where other people who hear that story are going to be fucking amazed by it but that's just the life they live so to speak.
1: I was interested to see uh, how the kids would react when we came back here. So, you know, like, like I said, we've been kind of stuck here for a while in Georgia. So we've been like back around kind of what we used to be around. Like the kids are kind of closer to their friends and like some Mm -hmm. of our friends and, you know, we're staying in my dad's house and stuff like that. And it's like a one spot all the time do you want your friends to come over and like play in the pool or whatever like a more normal kind of a childhood yeah you know what I mean? and we're kind of we were my wife and i were kind of curious to see how they reacted to it like are they going to be like i don't want to get back in the rv i want to stay here or you know whatever and yeah. all three of them have a, a seven a five and a three-year-old Granted, the three-year-old is just, like, down for whatever because she's three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the seven- and the five-year-old are just, like, everybody just is every day. They're like, when are we going to go back in the RV? Good. That's go awesome. The three-year-old, she was like, where are we going back to the racetrack? I want to go the racetrack. <laughs> and uh, um, so, it, yeah, it's been pretty interesting, you know. So I asked my seven-year-old, why do you want to be in the RV? Would you rather have a house? And stay in the same spot? And she's like, look at us like we were crazy. She was like, but then we'll always be in the same place. And see the same things. You know, eventually we're going to have to end up in a house, right? (laughs) I feel feel like, but that was kind of a cool, like, little social experiment, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah, those kids get a Because you
1: do get people that are, like, just for the whole RV life thing in general, that are very vocally... Against it, they feel like it's wrong with, yeah. with uh, kids. Well, so, oh no! I, I your obviously kids don't.
0: are going to be able to tell us. Oh, I'm doing. It. Kid I was can't. kind of curious what the
1: kids thought. You know,
0: no, that's pretty cool. I think it's neat. Uh, they seem to be enjoying themselves. Obviously, they're like, "Hey, when are we going back out there?" Yeah. So that's pretty sweet. Uh, and then the uh, the missus loves it too.
1: Yeah. No, I mean she's. Great. Should we enjoy the travel part of it? I mean, some of the as it would be on anybody just for kind of drifting or just motorsports in general, especially as I like it continues to escalate around here, it gets uh, maybe not a burden, but it's it's getting to be a lot. You know what I mean? So for example (laughs) messing with this car and everything is kind of taking a lot longer than I thought. So we've missed out on things that like she wanted to do. She has this thing about going to Albuquerque and I don't really get it, but she just really wants to go to Albuquerque. And, uh, so anyway, it's like, so now we're not gonna have time to go to Albuquerque because we got to get out there. We got to go to winter. We're trying to make it a winter jam and all that kind of stuff. So it's like, she gets bummed about things or just seeing the car crashed and, you know, all the, all this kind of stuff. But she's also just knows how that good. That's how it goes. And she just kind of takes it. Something I've always yeah. appreciated about her, she's not like the kind of woman that's going to just like let something bother her and not say it and just be like
0: silent treatment
1: yes. all the time. You know? <laughs> it's yeah, it's she's th- going to be like, I'm unhappy yeah. with something, and this is what it is.
0: It's, <laughs> like, she, when she calls you by your first name, oh, like, what happened to Babe?
1: Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Usually it's sure. What happened? No, it's never sure. Yeah, sir. exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, no, she she's been fantastic for the whole. Dang, I can't do can't without you, it.
0: while you guys are um, traveling, because I know you compete too, right? Like you are competing this year, right? I know you have competed, but you're yeah. to compete for like a license possibly?
1: Yeah. So uh, so for 2024, uh, I'm going to do, I'm planning on doing two pro-ams, mm-hmm. probably on the East Coast. So will do East 10 and um, US Drift in Florida. Okay. Assuming I'm can- I can this year that wasn't possible because a lot of the rounds they did on the same date. Gotcha. Uh, so hopefully they don't do that again. Gotcha. And I can do two round, uh, two different series, and that's not too crazy of a distance. Yeah. Uh, and then I did a good many grid lives. We're just going to do grid lives, that's and then city. maybe maybe a few of the riversides because those are a lot of fun. But oh, okay. grid lives are amazing. Are you
0: gonna- are you going to do the shootout at Winter Jam? Yeah. Okay. So.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely going to do the shootout. I did the shootout last year. Sam got the motor, and it was a kind of a similar situation. Sam got the motor in the car. I drove it like for an hour at balcony, and then loaded up and went to the shootout. <laughs> How'd, you How'd you do, even? <laughs> uh, I did not great. I don't know. I made it. Made past like a couple or something. I don't know. I did not great, and the car had issues and misfire. It just had these, like, normal teething things you have, you know what I mean, that I'm hoping to get you out of the just
0: finished a car, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. It was just doing all of this normal teething stuff at the shootout. So I also mm-hmm. told myself this year I'm going to go, I assume it's at the same spot, the same course. I'm going to drive it a few times. Then I'm going to go experience the rest of Winter Jam. You know, I only drove the, whatever, the Winter Jam course, like, a couple times. I'm mm-hmm. just going to go drive the other tracks. I'm not going to be stressed out about getting laps in on the comp course i'm just gonna do a little bit of practice on it and then just go enjoy the event more because i kind of regretted not doing that and it takes a lot of time how that's set up you know because everybody comes down that hill and does the course so you kind of have to like wait there and they shuffle people excuse me up the hill and all that kind of stuff so it just takes a while so
0: i think gotcha. i'm
1: just gonna I go been... a, little, a little bit more of a laid back
0: I'm supposed to go this year. I need to get some funds together for it because I need tires. I mean, I can afford the event. Tires seems to be the the money I need to spend, and uh, getting always, tires to begin with is a struggle. But I'm actually going and uh, I'm renting a car because my car won't be ready.
1: You're renting a drift car? Yeah. Is is it like it's an A46? That car built. that's normally rented as a drift yeah. car. Yeah. You said Sam built it? Sam built a motor in it. What's in it? It's an M50 Turbo. Oh, okay.
0: So that's going to be interesting, too, because I've never driven um, a turbo car. It's well, i driven easy. a turbo car, but not an inline-six turbo car. That has, he said the boost comes on a little bit later than he'd, even, even he'd like. Um, yeah,
1: it's definitely like a real uh, experience. It takes a lot of... Um, kind of planning and you know extra footwork and stuff. I've never driven a V8 car just like my NA straight six. You know, I remember talking to Taka and he was like if you want to really perform a V8 is a lot easier, but the turbo car is going to kind of force you to have maybe have a little bit more technique. Yeah, in, in how you work it, but I don't know. It's I don't really have particular
0: I'm curious as to how it's gonna work because I, I will have the car way before, so I'm allowed to drive it um, to go get used to it. But I am kind of curious as to like how it's gonna work because I had like my low power um, Cadillac for a little bit mm-hmm. and that thing I had to like really overdrive to really make it work where my foot was constantly through the floor. Yeah like there was no lifting like it was just constant clutch kicking. And you know, I glue. I pretty much glued the gas pedal to the floor. Um, yeah. So we'll see uh, if that's something similar, or I have to like flutter throttle. I guess we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But I'm we'll to drive it at least two days before, like two full days before I go to
1: the shootout and hate myself. That should be fine. Are you gonna do? Are you gonna do the shootout?
0: Yeah. Yeah. In the car? The oh, plan. sweet. If it doesn't, if I feel uncomfortable with it, I'll just back out like if i feel like i'm gonna crash the car or something like that because i don't want to have to build two cars
1: yeah if i mean it's a pretty cool layout yeah. right there's not a ton to hit there's so much runoff at the end of the, oh, the right. first i've mission. never been yeah I, I think it was called like turn maybe turn 11 i don't it sounds, know it, it was, sounds familiar yeah if it's the same spot it's like a big downhill so it's pretty fast but there's at least on the fast part there's nothing to hit Oh, the whole wall is on the – as you're leaving the course basically. So then you're you're already like super set and driven. And it's not like an outer zone or anything. You don't have to like get super close to it. Good to know. So it's, it's, a, it's a good setup to really throw it in there. And The worst thing that's going to oh, really? happen, is you're just going to like bury it in some gravel. Gotcha. Good yeah.
0: to know. I've actually never been there, so I'll take it up to uh... – to AVS up here and probably do a balcony day, one of each. Yeah. Just to get comfortable with it. We'll see. Go for uh, it.
1: Do a horse thief. <laughs> Let's go for it.
0: I like horse thief. Uh, I do. I like horse thief too. It, it takes me, it took, last time I drove it, it took me like half a day to get used to it in the underpowered car mm-hmm. uh, to like really get through the course. But once it, once I'm getting through, I'm fine. Right after,
1: um, Right after I took the cards of Winter Jam, uh, took it back to Sam because he hadn't really finished it. He hadn't done everything he wanted to do to it. Mm-hmm. So he finished it up and did the like the rear wise fab and stuff. So I went back out to Willow Springs, and I was just going to test it out. But somebody had booked Balcony. Somebody had booked, uh, what's the big oval called?
2: Walt, Walt James.
1: James. Yeah, somebody booked Walt James. The only thing left was uh, Horse Thief. Mm-hmm. So I I guess we're doing testing on horse thief then and went up there that was my first time driving it and it was sick i love that that crazy downhill elevation yeah, definitely gonna sick. fly off the end but it just kind of banks in and you're and you're good to go uh, that's the wife.
0: only track i've been on a ride along in oh and really it's fucking gnarly
1: yeah that's a crazy always- track to be like the only track to have a yeah. ride along on. yeah Dude, I came down that hill and my wife was there trying to get you know some video and stuff. So it was I, I don't know I don't know if it's called anything, but that kind of really down downhill into that little horseshoe right. So I go down there and she's getting some video or something, and I kind of just linking around it. and I go back down to where the you know water tower is. Mm-hmm. So I'm still drifting on water tower and I see she is like had must have run down the hill and had crossed the track and was standing at what what would be like the inner clip near water tower. And I didn't realize she, I saw her there as I came around and I didn't know she was going to be there. And I'm just like, why are you there? What are you doing? I'm just like, don't look at her. Don't look at her. Don't look at her. (laughs) It went wide and came back. I was like, yo, don't do that. (laughs) But she got some good shots though. She's definitely the ride or die. (laughs) Right. Got got some good shots. Yeah.
0: That's a, I've I've seen people wreck right there, too, where they try to connect. They always tell you not to drift the water tower, and oh, oh. somebody always fucking hits the dirt right there. Oh, like, really? That's why they tell you not to do it.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. I was by myself. I didn't know you were going <laughs> to tell you not to yeah. do it.
0: Yeah. There's, uh, there's uh, one rule with uh, – I don't know if it's necessarily staff. I think it's just people when they run events, like the organizers, they're like, don't drift the water tower if you can't. Yeah, trying to and minimize yeah exactly and every event every event that I've been to someone has always done it and then like wiped out hmm. every single time but at least it's it's like in an area where like you can still go around so if somebody does wipe out you just have to exit the track if, at the end of your lap to go around oh, yeah. yeah that's good but yeah no, I like horse thief yeah that track is fun um, but you, that's exciting I'm
1: curious to see what you as a big VA guy I'm curious to see what you think about about the car
0: uh, for power yeah I'm kind of curious too Yeah, um, and it's an E46 so it's a car I do know which I've driven before so I'm not worried about that um, I don't dislike the E46 I just didn't want to build another one because everybody and their mom has one so that's why I went with that E90 but we'll see Yeah, I was hoping to have that car done in time um, RJ told me because he's got actually RJ was the person who d- gave me the ride along at Horse Thief Oh, really? And it's E36, Um, yeah. But circling back, um, he told me the car was ready to get picked up, but I didn't want to pick it up and then have to go back to get the molds. He's like, mm-hmm. the molds aren't done yet. He's like, but if you wait three weeks, um, the molds will be done and we'll fit them to the car. I was like, just finish the car. Yeah, I'll come pick it up later. Um, but that three weeks probably would have been, like, enough time because I have all of the parts, and I was mm-hmm. actually taking my vacation time to, like, do all my fab work. That's I was mid. going to... Start on uh, Friday and then obviously get those what, like 10 days because I have those two weekends to try to finish all of the fab work I need to get done. Mm-hmm. So then I can just run through it and slap it all together. But that's not going to be enough time.
1: What are you not putting any- in? Uh, an LS. What, like which one? LS2. Oh, okay.
0: Same motor I had already. Oh, okay. So... We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, what is your plan? I know you got, you're you going to do some shootouts and stuff like that. If you do license, when do you plan on do, going to uh, ProSpec? No, i just do it right away. you would go right away? Oh, okay. Yeah. So let's just say you license I'm this more away. i like a
1: headfirst kind of a guy. <laughs> hate,
0: uh, so am I. I have no fun. I, I jump into things without thinking any. Hang on. There no, you go ahead. Yeah. hey i'm gonna have to stop doing podcasts on days i don't have anybody
1: here <laughs> you know you're talking about how you're not gonna edit anything out but now, now it's yeah now i'm fucking stuck <laughs> doing it. <laughs> um do I talk? well he's a... he gonna edit this out
0: go ahead what yeah um no it's like uh every time i do a podcast when no one's here my dogs have to use the restroom but if like my kids here or my girlfriend's here like because she works uh the evening time um mm. they don't have to use the restroom and they'll be inside the whole time just fine but as soon as i'm here alone having to do something and i let them out before we started at like six o'clock oh, uh now they're like i have to go and they start barking um so yeah i was saying um, i don't really i don't think of any consequence i just jump into whatever the fuck it is i'm trying to do yeah and i'm like let's hope this works
1: I, I feel like it's things. a good way to learn stuff. You know what I mean? Like if mm-hmm. I license, then I'm just going to go straight to prospect, especially since I already kind of travel around a lot anyway. So the kind of, and if I'm more on the East coast, you know, you got Atlanta that's home for me. And then you got uh what, E-Town St. Louis and uh, Orlando. Uh, no, it's not prospect ground. Oh, it's not. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Um, it, at least it, yeah, it wasn't last year, and I think when I saw the schedule, it's not this year, so who knows what it is in 2021. We just released it, right? Yeah. I think it's the, the okay. exact same thing it was this year. Gotcha. Um, okay. So, anyway, so you have those, and they're not terribly far, and we can kind of, like, make a thing out of it, right? You know what I mean? Because I'm bringing my house with me. Yeah, So, exactly. the, the only other thing is, like, I would have to tr- find some way to make more space for, like, spare parts. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at least then I wouldn't have to bring as many tires because you got tire stacks out there, and uh, and I can like fly in, like my buddy Trey, who's an awesome mechanic, and maybe like one other person, and my wife's my spotter, you know. So gotcha. I'll definitely going to be like a bare bones guy, but I feel like I could do prospect like that and get do it. and Maybe I'm not going to like destroy everybody, but
0: no, that's no, understandable. Know? Uh, have you, have you thought about, I don't, I don't know what your budget's like, but have you considered of getting like an RV and trailer situation?
1: Uh, yeah. So we thought about that initially when we kind of got everything started. The mm-hmm. issue, there's a few issues with that. Uh, one, like a motorhome, like where you're driving kind of an RV, uh, they're a lot more expensive. Yeah. Um, like a lot more expensive and then all of them, it doesn't matter like where you are in the price range for them the way they're set up like living wise is a bedroom in the back. And then the extra beds are like bunk beds adjacent to the main living area. So that means the kids don't have their own space. Mm -hmm. So if like you put kids to bed and you know, you don't want to go to bed, you guys are going to stay up or whatever. Like, you know, you're trying to be all quiet or you're stuck in the, in the bedroom. You can't be like out there getting food or whatever. So that was kind of a problem for us. Gotcha. That makes sense. And then the other thing is, is okay. So we do that, and we tow the car and the trailer. We really need two cars. You need the race car, and then you need like transportation. Because when you get somewhere, and I go to the store, like I don't want to have to drive my house to Walmart right? <laughs> or go or go somewhere. You know what I mean like we go? We want to go explore San Francisco or something. You know, we can't. I can take the dually into a city. You know, I can't really take like the RV. So our setup is at least for us and what we're doing is like the the best thing that I've come across because you got the car in the trailer, the trailer, the car backs out and now, you know, we fixed up the garage space. So that's the kid's room. They have like an 18 foot garage. That's all their space. They have like, I have all three girls and they have like a craft table that folds down and like a little play kitchen and their beds are on, like, these bunks that raise and lower.
0: Nice. Okay. And,
1: like, it feels like a room, and it's a separate space. Gotcha. So we feel like, you guys go play. And they can go play in their room. And when they go yeah. to bed, we still have, like, the living area and the bedroom. And then the, the tow truck is the transportation.
0: Absolutely. And then I can I could also understand, like, it, it kind of, every single one of you having, like, your overstimulating moments with one another. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense too. So that's good that you kind of you can separate
1: yourself as well. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, you have a kid. I mean, exactly. like anybody with at least, especially like multiple small children, where they're just like, yeah. I
0: got it, and he's twelve now, and he is everything a preteen is right now. Yeah,
1: everything. <laughs> I'm not right looking preteen. forward to that with the so, three. Dogs. It should be interesting. Yeah,
0: yeah, he's a uh, he's a lot, and I'm just like, keep it down. Let me know when you're over it. It's funny because yeah. i don't want to bother me and but
1: it, it'll yeah. like bother somebody else about it i'm like
0: <laughs> you can get mad about it i'm not uh it's funny uh
1: and obviously we're always in campgrounds so we're always like go outside
0: yeah <laughs> so
1: outside i miss
0: going shop. camping man i used to go camping a lot with my uncle as a kid uh mm-hmm. but we would do like the campground thing and it that was always like the most fun especially if they had like a pool situation well, yeah almost, we only did during the summer really uh, and then you just make new friends at the fucking pool for the yep. weekend, and then that 's it all right i 'll never see you again
1: yeah that 's how it goes you know' they're just like they 'll find little friends and stuff but uh a lot of people live in r v s now mm-hmm. um so most anywhere you go you 'll find a good many like full time r v families um uh, so we haven 't done as much because we have like you know trip schedules and stuff that we 're doing, but what a lot of people do is they 'll just get these like other couples or families or whatever that they like. And then they'll like try to go to some of the same places. Mm. Right. So especially, and then a lot of people end up like Palm Springs, for example, we have this membership called thousand trails. So it's like a, we, but you can buy the membership used. It's basically like a timeshare kind of a thing. So it was, I might be wrong. I I think it was like four grand used. I think new. It's like eight four grand one time and then six hundred dollars a year but you can move from park to park and all your living cost is covered oh shit so all my only living cost outside of that is diesel yeah back and forth so i fuel to get around water yeah we have water we have you know uh sewer we have uh power and all that so a lot of people do that because it's super inexpensive you just have to get out within 20 days which has been fine because they don't want you like living in the same spot, right? You got to keep them. Which for us has been fine, but like Palm Springs, there's one of those places in that network, and it's not garbage weather in the winter time. So you always get like all the all the full flux of people, people are in Palm Springs, like <laughs> right around then. Yeah, you you'll end up seeing all the same people. Everybody's in Palm Springs, uh, or uh, there's one outside of San Diego, and then or Florida. Uh
0: huh. Well, Florida always well In certain parts of Florida different like, As far as like the weather goes or does it Is it all like pretty much Um Like Tropical the whole state
1: It's all relatively tropical you know The further south you go the more tropical it gets But um, you know north Florida South Georgia in the winter time You know it's not yeah. Ever gonna snow or anything you know It's I'm trying to make sure My dog didn't jump the fence no, you're
0: good. <laughs> uh, I want to go to Florida. I haven't been there. I've been to Atlanta once. Uh for some training for work and then that didn't I was there for a week. Wherever yeah. Six Flags is. It was right next to it.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh oh. not the the best side, but I'm glad you came. <laughs> oh dude, uh. that's
0: wild. Actually, uh crazy story, while I was there. Somebody, I was doing some training for an alarm panel, Mm -hmm. and somebody went into this facility, broke into all the cars, and like three guns got stolen. (laughs) Welcome to Atlanta. (laughs) Exactly. Actually, when I, it's better. When I first got there, when I landed, there was some kid there trying to rent a car with like a fake license or a fake ID Mm -hmm. some sort. Anyways, the cops were on to, or the, the people that worked at the car rental were on to them. So... They called the cops, and then the cops showed up, and uh, this happened all right in front of me. The cop's like, hey, is this really your ID? So I was just, I was being nosy. I wasn't yeah. going to turn away. I was like, I got to see how this place out." Uh, Anyways, he's like, turn, your hand, turn around and put your hands behind your back. Anyways, the guy ended up grabbing the cop and throwing him on the floor and fucking what? booked it. Yeah.
1: That's crazy.
0: Yeah, so I <laughs> went through, like, my checkout with, to get my rental car. And when I was leaving, they blocked off the exit for the, the rental car area, and then they found that guy in somebody's trunk. They, I, saw, I got even, to see it through.: not, yeah. not so he in the trunk. He booked it, and then he was trying to, he was trying to get out like through a trunk of somebody else's vehicle. I, I would assume somebody who we went with, and uh, they found him in the trunk at the exit
1: that's crazy yeah
0: i was like oh wow Atlanta's
1: nice <laughs> it's like one big reality show I was, <laughs> this wow. is crazy.
0: yeah and then my bot the owner of the company at the time put me in the cheapest hotel he could find i was in the fucking hood um but luckily it was kind of there wasn't too much around there was just like this hotel and then there was a fucking waffle house across the street yeah so i was like all right waffle house for fucking dinner
1: well make sure you let me know if you come back and I'll try to give you a better impression
0: (laughs) yeah I know I did go to downtown once and get like some good food and I was happy that was about
1: it it's a a pretty good region to be in I've been thinking like what as far as like drifting wise like where's the best place to be I had somebody ask me that I was like that's a good point where would I where, where is the best region to be in I feel like everywhere has its upsides right But uh, like I think California is awesome Mm because you have several tracks and it goes year round, right? Um, But honestly, like the southeast is pretty up there because if you're like Georgia South, it also goes year round. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And California is huge, right? So like a lot of people on like the East Coast maybe haven't been out there don't realize how big California is. So like. If you're going to be at OSW, like, so you're going to do Spring Break Bash at OSW. So those are, like, obviously it's just a skid pad, but those are really fun events. Like, really mm-hmm. want to practice, like, close tandems and stuff. Like, Florida's great to go to. Yeah. And and then you go up to Atlanta or mid Pond. You got mid Pond in Alabama. You have a new track that was just, a new drift track that was just built in North Alabama mm-hmm. uh, called Lucky Something. I mean, it's lucky something. Anyway, a new drift track up there, and you have uh, Lanier, in Atlanta. So all those things are like basically driving from San Diego to like NorCal. It's a pretty similar distance. It's about eight hours or gotcha. so. Like maybe it's a little bit longer, but it's like in the ballpark, right? Yeah. So That's when you think of general. it like that, when you think of it like that, you have a lot of tracks over there. Mm -hmm. And then uh, one I haven't driven yet is Polecat in Tennessee. It's some kind of training facility. They do like uh, little formula cars Mm -hmm. and stuff there. And uh, a group that's been out here for a long time, iTrack, has done, I think, just one, maybe two events there. They have another one next weekend. They somehow got in there. But it is like crazy elevation. Just it looks nuts. Mm -hmm. and. This is hearsay, but according to the guy who put the event on, the guy that owns US Air and his son came to the first polecat event and they were like, yo, this is better. <laughs> this place right. is much. So you get tons of elevations up in the mountains and stuff like that. So, anyway, there's a lot of variety in the southeast, yeah. too. The northeast is awesome, too. Like, if like for me, like vibes as far as a track goes it's hard to beat E Town. The only downside is the weather. You know, it's just season.
0: Is it always cold up there or what?
1: No, it's not always cold, you just you're not there's no driving in the winter time. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're it's, like you Oh guys you're guys right, snow.
0: <laughs> That's right. You guys get they get snow up there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm oblivious to that, man. I can go to the beach in the winter here. Okay. It's, yeah. I got it fucking made. I mean, we pay for it in taxes you do and pay
1: everything for it. else. It's fucking yeah. expensive. And you do pay for it. That's the you, you have some nice uh, mountains and stuff out there. That's the upside to Florida. So, you know, it's warm and you're not paying for it nearly as much. <laughs> But yeah. you might get carried off by an alligator. You never know. So yeah, yeah, you're outside. gonna pay for it one way or the other. Uh, yeah, exactly. you can pay yeah. for it in money or a limb, which either one.
0: Yeah, and we hit, we don't have any downtime. I think we might have a month of downtime, and that's gonna be. Nope, that's a lie. I was gonna say right around Christmas to maybe February, but like there's a an event every year, Andy Slay Day, which is on the first. Yeah, of the Andy year. Slay. Day. i want
1: to try to go to Andy Slay Day this year. Yeah, that's, that's when right. I was trying to have Indeed. my car ready. Yeah
0: not gonna happen
1: oh geez, you can do it
0: maybe for uh so there's a 20, rumor
1: 2027
0: there's a rumor that uh the drift league is gonna have a shootout in march
1: oh, okay are they gonna do uh, more uh events i did one drift league event there the thing that elliot won over at apple valley anyway i did one drift league event last year and are they gonna do more events besides a shootout this year, do you know? I wonder.
0: Uh from my understanding they're supposed to be putting on an entire series. Awesome. Uh, nothing I have not heard this from the horse's mouth. So uh I don't know. This is all just hearsay right now. Well, so I'm allowed to I'm allowed to spread rumors. Know for sure. Go ahead and put it up. <laughs> yeah. I'm allowed to spread rumors. I'm just not allowed to make if I do know for sure if I hear it from the horse's mouth and then I say something, then I'm an asshole.
1: Yeah, but, I feel like it's not terrible to spread a rumor as long as you say it's a rumor.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. That's the rule. Yeah, and that's I all like I've that's, got
1: going for me right now. Yeah, that's the rule uh, we just made up, and we're gonna stick to it. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, I hope they do. I I really I I really miss freaking um, uh, the drift league. It was a really fun event because uh, all my friends were there. So I, you know,
1: they did a good job like organizing it, and it was well put together. Yeah, yeah yeah absolutely
0: for whatever reason it didn't take off as well as like hot pit has though
1: yeah i feel hot like you know hot pit t- kind of uh they put a lot more hype at least from my perspective and how i found out about those things and stuff is like i think there's just a lot more hype around hot pit yeah and it's and it's at a place that's a lot easier for spectators to show up than apple valley is
0: it is but like the drift league was at urbindale
1: Oh, I was just talking about that one event. Yeah.
0: Oh, no. Uh, well, that's right. It was not... You don't remember... When did you start drifting? It, was, it wasn't that long ago, right?
1: Like, uh, you mean in general or out of the RV?
0: Out of the RV situation.
1: Out of the RV, uh, it it's almost been two years. Okay. Wait, I how long have you been drifting in total? December 2021. And in total? And in total, uh, I've probably been drifting... Four years. And then gotcha. uh, before that, I did, like, grip grip stuff. I did, like, time attack. I uh, just used to do, like, some coaching and stuff. So I've been driving on, like, track stuff for intermittently for, I don't know, 15 years. Gotcha. So I was younger, but that was in and out.
0: Have you always been doing... Wait, what kind of car did you drive when you were doing the grip stuff?
1: Uh, I had an Audi first, which I don't recommend. And I then I had a uh, uh, FRS, well, an FRS when those first came out. It was a good car. Uh, I had a couple 240s before that. Um, and then the FRS was a really good track car, but it was just like, it just I got more and more kind of serious with it, and it just was a track-only car. And it was brand new when they came out, so I had payments on it. And I was like, man, I'm about to like have some payments on a lump of metal in my yard <laughs> get rid of this thing. So that's yeah. that's how I got into E36s. I had a friend that uh, had an E36 that he put an M3 motor in an S52, and my clutch went out. It at rode Atlanta in the FRS, and I was instructing that weekend, so I couldn't leave. And he was like, "Well, you can take my car. Tell me what you think." So I drove it, and I was like, "Man, this thing's like needs some dialing in, but it's pretty good." So I sold the FRS and got an E36. And no. then did track stuff with that car. Got into drifting, and then I was drifting and doing track stuff Jeez. with the same car. Okay. Because I, I have like a side business with my friend, Atlanta Driving Society, where we rent out like Road Atlanta and Atlanta Motorsports Park, mm-hmm. uh, in Dawsonville, Georgia, and we do like HVD stuff, right? So we do instruction if people have never done it before. We can get them instructors and uh, all the way up to advanced or whatever. So I was doing that like as a business and I was drifting and I was doing it with the same car. So I had like SLR angle kit on it where it's like you know, a little bit wider up front and it had kind of like a built LSD in the back and the handbrake and all that stuff. And I was just doing, I would like drift it and then I would do an alignment on the floor of my garage to try and make it <laughs> drive better yeah. and then go to track up. But I do not recommend that. It's, it's not great at either thing when you do that
0: uh i could see that those are two completely different setups i'm sure so yeah you end up swapping out a whole corner
1: of yeah engine. yeah yeah i mean you can do alignment and stuff and everything you know for uh bmW's the front can be pretty similar you know you could maybe run like four degrees of camber and you know just not a ton of toe out if you have a towed out for drifting maybe just bring it back to zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most of it's in the rear where you're going to have to add, go from zero camber and have to add camber and maybe tow it and a little bit more and, and stuff like that. But I don't know. I just kind of gave up on it on one event and I was like, whatever, I'm just going to put our comps on it and drift, <laughs> drift back and go hit road Atlanta. And it wasn't that bad. So you <laughs> can yeah. do it either way. So then I eventually just graduated and just full drifting. Cause I love drifting so much more.
0: Yeah. Uh, it is, uh, fucking mess when it comes to drifting it's so expensive man i was trying to figure out how to make this thing cheaper and all it consists of is spending more money to make it cheaper because you're like how can i save money i'll buy a tire machine why are tire machines two grand i mean you can get them for like 500 bucks sometimes but it's just I, i you spend all this money up front to try to keep to make it cheaper and then realize you're just spending more and more money yeah instead of like trying to just go get seat time yeah, at least that's the mistakes I've been making.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I feel we'll like see. the it's just keeping like a car simple and not going crazy with it. And just what what is the thing that you can run with the smallest tire? <laughs> this makes the tires as cheap as possible. Yeah, exactly. Can help and how much you drive and how you drive and yeah, you know, stuff like that goes. How many tires? Are you going through? How,
0: how many, many tires? tires- you through? Yeah. How many tires would you say you've gone through since you started traveling? Because I get a lot time? of seat time. When your dude, car is running, how many tires
1: have I been through since I started traveling? I don't. If you guessed it, dude, it would be such a guess because it's like a lot. <laughs> um, I mean, it can't be less than a hundred. There's no way.
0: How many tires do you would you say you go through on average per event?
1: It's changed a lot. So over the last two years, you know, I started with a like a stock motor car, so I went through less tires, but honestly not that much less tires than I did after putting the turbo motor in there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and I actually found that so where I kind of started drifting was at the uh, that linear race flex in Georgia, right, where they would, but the way they set it up is they did hot lapping. So you would go out, like, whatever group you're in, say you're, like, an intermediate or something, and you go out for a 20-minute session. It's this huge bank track right so i was killing a set every session and with 220 horsepower mm-hmm. but then once i started doing like wow. normal I've been, I've been where you do a lap and come in and then go back out and do a lap and come in where you kind of cool down a bit mm-hmm. my entire life went up like crazy so i don't know maybe i would do like two sets a day in the lower power car and i'd probably do two or three in the higher power mm-hmm. now But I'm also a lot more conscious of how I'm, of, like, wheel speed and stuff. So unless it's a competition or, like, qualifying or something, and I just, like, punch it and just send the wheel speed through the roof, I'm trying to be fairly conscious of using the adequate throttle (laughs) and not just destroying all the tires. Just a little
0: bit more conservative with the tire. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, That's, uh... That's one thing I was always curious cuz I always I'm like, man, this guy gets a lot of fucking seat time. How much I wonder what his tire bill looks like. Are yeah. you running Are you running on a tire or are you just getting what you can?
1: Yeah, you no, running? I use uh I typically use Kendas. Okay. Yeah, so I get all my stuff from Tire Stacks and they're really good with dealing with my like special needs situation and getting like tires shipped to different locations every time, right? So I usually get them shipped to like a FedEx because uh, they usually ship with FedEx, like a mm-hmm. FedEx location or maybe a track uh depends on the track, yeah, yeah. so they're really good at dealing with me, and um uh, so yeah, I usually do Kenda's like just a three hundred tread wear two sixty five yeah. thirty five eighteen uh if it's like or maybe a two hundred treadwear, if I'm going somewhere that I might want a little bit more grip, and then uh for East Ten, we all had to run the prospect tire. So that GT radial.
0: Oh so, shit! Did you?
1: Yeah. So yeah. I ran those, which is not ideal, but I did it because had
0: to. What was not ideal about them? Was it the tire or just the it, price?
1: It's the both. So the the tire is a good tire. It's a, it's a it has a lot of grip to it. It's Definitely stickier than the Kendas were. Um, but that you but the trade off of that is you just don't hardly get any laps out of it. Mm. So like the first time I drove on them was at the first pro-am session there at that big bank track Mm -hmm. where I crashed the car. And dude, it was like, I did a lap and looked at them. I'm like, bro, I think I can go a second lap on these. Whereas if I was doing that on like a 300 or a 200 tread where Kenda, I probably could have got six or eight laps out of those. And I'm like, you know, a not crazy high power car or anything Uh like I could bring and I probably had the GT radials at a fairly high PSI like high 20s or maybe 30 PSI or something running that bank I could bring a 200 treadwear Kenda down to 20 or something and probably get similar grip out of it and a lot more life and the GT radial is more expensive you know we we get a deal through tire stacks and stuff so it's not like the full price but it's still more than the Kenda is so anyway it's a good tire I'm just, you know, Papa's on a budget over here. So <laughs> trying to like not. they're just, uh, I'm not looking for, I don't need like every last bit of grip I can possibly get. And it's just ran through them a lot faster.
0: And I, I imagine traveling the country is not cheap.
1: Uh, it, it, it is and it isn't, you know, so it's actually cheaper for us to always be on the move than it would be for us to stay in Atlanta. In Georgia because of that membership thing I was telling you about. Mm -hmm. So we have, there are none of them in Georgia. So if we just keep moving from spot to spot, like I don't pay rent, I have no mortgage. I don't have any other associated costs of owning a house, like maintenance, power, any of that kind of stuff. Utilities and shit. Yeah. yeah, I have a $50 a month internet bill for like a T-Mobile box that we carry around with us. Uh huh. And 600 bucks a year, That's a year for the, for that, you know, for the, uh, the membership thing I was telling you about. It's so like my, it makes my
0: life affordable.
1: Yeah. So I, yeah, I go through a fair amount of diesel, but it's way less than rent or mortgage anywhere would, would be because I tow somewhere and then I stay there for a while and then I tow yeah. somewhere and I stay there for a while. God so it. that's where, like, uh, you know, trying to figure out, like, what it costs me to, like, travel and drift and stuff like that gets kind of convoluted because I've gone through, like, different tires and I've gone through different power levels and I've, like, done mm-hmm. upgrades, the car that I probably didn't need to. But also all my travel costs gets, like, wrapped into, like, what's basically my living cost. Yeah. And going around stuff. So I actually save a good bit of money by living like that. And it's kind of what allows me to... Do the drifting and do what I've been doing, and not like ruin my children's financial future. <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we don't want to do that. Um, no. Yeah, the, I'm trying to figure out what fucking tires to run next year, but everything seems so freaking expensive.
1: Well, you know, you got to do the good old uh, you know dollar per lap ratio.
0: I'm from right what i'm being told right now is velino is like where it's at
1: velino is where it's at, but they are very expensive,
0: but I heard that you get so many more laps. I just don't know how true that is i've never in
1: my that. experience, you get more laps, but i I have not gotten at least out of like the grievas uh-huh. uh I have not gotten m- more laps to justify the cost
2: mm okay.
1: So that's why I kind of keep coming back to the good old, Kenda.
0: Kenda. What are you getting at? What are you getting out of a Kenda now?
1: Um, I've been trying to think of where have I been.
0: Like I how many, many laps? Yeah, how
1: many laps are you getting on average? So I went to uh, the last time I was on Kendas because I had to do the GT radials the most often, a fair mm-hmm. amount. Um, So uh, I went to Grid Life Midwest Fest, which is an amazing event. If Mm -hmm. anybody ever goes, Uh, but Grid Life Midwest Fest, and I went all day on a set of kendas. Oh really? Yeah, but that's a different. It's it's hard for me to answer that sometimes because I'm always at a different track, right? So, but that's uh, so you can drift all of German, but that would be kind of crazy because there's like you would just be managing straight like nuts. so you drift like sections of it, and then you have like a little bit of a cooldown, and then drift a section of it and have a little bit of cooldown. So it's also and it's a really nice surface. So those are the kind of caveats to it, and you're going out in sessions. So you're going out twenty minutes. I'm probably getting the equivalent to like maybe a Apple Valley of, like eight laps per session. You get the
0: whole course at Apple Valley though, Cause,
1: no, like whatever. Yeah. When I did the drift league, it was you know it was um uh, it stopped maybe halfway through
2: mm-hmm.
1: of all of Apple Valley of the whole Apple Valley, yeah. uh, you know. But again, the the surface is at Gingerman is like really nice, and you have like cool down times where you drift that and then you just drive the straight and then you drift again. So it makes it a lot easier on the tires. But I think I got through almost a whole day on a set of kendas but that could be misleading from depending on where somebody else is and what they're doing you know i'm not going to get through all day at apple valley on a set of this Doubtful, but, yeah exactly yeah probably 2 or 3 but if you're careful on what if you manage your wheel speed properly which is i mean if you want to go fast that's what you need to do anyway right cuz if you just send your wheel speed way too high it's going to slow you down you're just going to be making a lot of smoke so you're going to be faster and go through less tires manage but it just takes effort but you can make it last a lot longer yeah but, but uh 100 no, percent on the volino van but okay. it's just they're just kind of expensive but of the tires i've tried they're my favorites
0: yeah that's what i want but kind of now i'm like on the fence about it so just get two
1: sets go out and Wherever whatever track you're gonna go to for like a fun day or something like that, just get like one set of kendas and one set of graves yeah, the
0: and... and see how
1: Yeah, just do it and see. That's a good point. Yeah, I should probably do that. I have yeah. I bought I feel like so much of it depends on driving style and stuff like that too, so just see what's better for you. That's a good point. That's a very good point. I do dumb stuff sometimes. I try to do it on the same day. Same time, you know what I mean? Try to eliminate as many variables as you can. Yeah,
0: exactly. This, um, where, so as soon as your car's done, you're coming straight here. Pretty much. Yeah. You don't. Oh, okay. I thought maybe you had something else on your,
1: I used to, but now it's, they've all pretty much passed (laughs) on your path to get here. Yeah. It'll take us a little over a week to do it. We try to travel in, um, like four to five hour increments, Uh uh, One, because of the kids, but also they're getting pretty good at travel days. Uh, But also it just kind of takes, when you travel a lot, it just kind of takes a lot of the stress out of it to not be like, oh, we got to get up at six o'clock in the morning and we're going to drive 12 hours and that kind of stuff. So you just kind of get somewhere and you get something to eat chill. So it kind of takes the stress out of travel. So we'll probably take seven or eight days to get out there. That's not too terrible though, either. Yeah, no it's fine you know when you bring your house with you it's not too bad
0: when you guys are traveling like that do you guys stop at um campsites because i you know you said you have that membership do you are you guys stopping at campsites or you guys just kind of like stopping at a Um, truck stop
1: if we're gonna stop um so every now and then we'll stop for like a day or two Mm -hmm.
2: just
1: to kind of like recoup maybe like dump out the tanks and stuff like that so we'll do that at a campground um but if we're trying to keep moving and just need a one-night thing, uh, we use uh, Harvest Host, which is uh, it's an app. It's like 50 bucks a year. And it's basically businesses that will allow you to come and park your RV and stay there overnight. So you have to run off a generator. Um, mm-hmm. and it's basically just implied that you just buy something from them, right? So there's like uh, breweries, wineries. Maybe restaurants if they have a big parking lot or something like that. So those are nice because you stop at a brewery or something. You're just driving all day. You stop. You have a beer. And they have food. Everybody eats. And then you go rest and keep going. Gotcha. Or if you're in a tight spot, you can always stop at Walmart. That's what I figured.
0: I know. Doesn't like Walmart encourage?
1: Uh, they allow it.
0: Oh okay. That's Oh, yeah. that's a big difference, I guess. I don't
1: know if they're like all RVs come here now, but they're like not going to kick you out. Yeah. But yeah. preferably, you know, somewhere with food.
0: Well, I would hope so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask, do you guys you guys cook um I would imagine when you're traveling it's mostly like we're going to we're hitting a drive-through. Well, we can't go to a drive-thru, but we're hitting yeah. a best oh, drop. So please don't make me yeah. go
1: through a drive-thru.
0: <laughs> I made the mistake of going through a Wendy's drive-thru down the street from my house, and the manager had to come out and, like, help me get out of the driveway because I had the drive oh, no. like an asshole. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, it was not a good experience. He's like, you're scratching my pole. I'm like, fuck that pole. This trailer is you scratching sunk. my trailer. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, uh, eventually I so, got
1: out. So eat, like, for... Um, like on travel days like that or just in general?
0: Just on travel days. I mean, in general, I assume you guys have a little kitchenette set up.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's like a full yeah. kitchen uh, yeah. in the in the RV. But, yeah, no, we have um, – Well, my wife will normally, like, make lunches and stuff like that that we'll eat along the way, so we have to mess with it. Uh, or she's also gotten really good at looking at Google Maps ahead of time. So if we're like, we're going to go to an in and out or uh, whatever oh, – Sweet like okay well here's one it's five miles up i zoomed in on google maps and it's next to a home depot so we can park in the home depot parking lot and just go over the curb real quick to in and out or is it you know you might have to like come up with if everything has to be planned out right it's like a yeah five foot trailer uh and then um you know for dinner or something like that like i said we try and do this harvest host so we'll kind of eat just at a restaurant or something like that at night
0: Okay, and then fi- even sometimes when you go to a certain restaurants, it's kind of bitch to find parking for a trailer setup. But I imagine if you're staying like along the um, like the truck routes and stuff like that, I imagine it's a little bit easier.
1: Yeah, it is. And if if you're using like that Harvest Host app, they're mm-hmm. expecting you to be in an RV or something big, so they wouldn't. They're not on there if they don't have room for you. Ah, okay, that makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, you know, that's like think. kind of the. The point of it. Um, One of them we stayed at was a decommissioned like nuclear missile silo in Kansas, the... which was interesting, wild. Yeah, it was just this dude who is out in the middle of nowhere in Kansas, and, and homie bought a missile silo, <laughs> a decommissioned missile silo, and uh-huh. we just parked there. And he like did tours. It was like ten bucks for a tour or something like that. So that was like the thing you get from him there. 'Cause sometimes it's a farm or something like that. In this case it was a missile silo. And he was we just like went down in the missile silo and did a little tour. It was crazy, man. It's like a hundred feet deep down in the ground. Jesus. But yeah, so we just parked there and then went to the little town to eat. But that's that's cool too, I like seeing parts of the country that you would like I don't I can't tell you what the name of that town in Kansas was, but there was no reason for anybody to ever visit that place. Just cool to go see it you know i saw a phone booth i haven't seen a phone booth since i was like eight <laughs> was, i saw a working phone booth a fucking working
0: phone booth that's good yeah uh, that's funny uh i think i saw one it's always in the fucking middle of nowhere too where there's st- where they booth? still exist yeah oh
1: yeah for sure i mean this was very in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> but it was like it was cool so we ate like little restaurant stuff down there and walked around but it's just you know like i said it's just you would you would have no reason to ever go there but you get to see places like that yeah like that
0: what's probably like the most interesting uh place you've been to
1: traveling um, across the most interesting um I think as far as like natural things go, I'm a big like outside outdoors person is uh, a glacier national park. Mm -hmm. It's probably the most like beautiful place I've ever seen. They have this uh, road called the road to the sun.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And it was like built whatever in the thirties or something, just cut into like mountainside, like no joke. It's this like a wall that big, enough for your tire to be like, Oh, I hit something, but not enough to stop you from going off the edge. If you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I mean, no joke, a thousand foot drop. Jesus. Of, I mean, it is like high uh-huh. and you go so far up and you're into these like Alpine gardens and it's the middle of summertime and you're into t-shirt, but there's still snow up there. And it was, uh, it was just really cool. It was really, really cool. Um, so that's probably my favorite place or thing that I've seen. Um, uh, and then just visiting, like, a lot of the cities and stuff. You know, like, whatever. Um, uh, is it, like, uh, Asheville and North Carolina, actually. Like, Portland? Have you ever been, been to Portland?
0: Uh, I drove through it. I didn't really do anything there.
1: But, uh, Asheville North Carolina has, like, the same exact, like, hipster vibes of mm-hmm. Portland. But it's way cleaner and way nicer Oh, really? Portland is yeah uh, so that's really cool I like Portland too um, Let do think where else oh, man I just like other just random little towns in like middle of nowhere in Montana or something like that I can't even remember the name of it but I just I just find stuff like that interesting because it kind of reminds you how big the country is and how it's like how people's lives are just like vastly different depending on other parts of the country yeah depending on from other parts of the country yeah
0: it's kind of like that just here in california alone like if you go to los angeles and then you can go to uh a city in central california which is called hanford and that's a really small town vibe situation there Mm
2: -hmm.
0: uh those are two totally different like lifestyles of living like there's ranches up there you know there's um manure is in the air so to speak (laughs) yeah like it's it's very uh it's very country like there Uh, and it's pretty interesting that you can get that here in california even like with snow and shit you just go up to big bear for the weekend and i think there's a couple other areas i just know of big bear that's like socal's Mm -hmm. mountain area for snow that's why uh us californians say we're gonna go to the snow because it's more of a destination
1: yeah yeah, dude. I love California. I think it's probably my favorite state if I had to choose a state. And it's and it's because of that variety
0: mm-hmm.
1: that you have, you know. Even I mean I'm in one spot, you know, if you're in like in Palm Springs in the wintertime from like mm-hmm. whatever November on, you can be down in the desert and it's like seventy two degrees. You're like, Hey kids, let's go play in the snow. And you just drive over like twenty minutes from where our campground is to so, like one of those like cable car things. uh-huh. Get what it's called, and you just take the cable car thing up to the top of that mountain. The elevation's like twelve thousand feet, and there's snow up there. And you can just like play in the snow. The kids can play in the snow, and you just ride it on back down. And now it's seventy-two degrees again. That's there's not very many places that you can do stuff like that.
0: Yeah, it's uh we do have it made here. It is kind of yeah. nice, and then we have the drifting rear round uh Yeah,
1: lots of drifting. Like you said, you pay for it. You definitely yeah. pay for. it. Well,
0: no, we just lost. <laughs> We just lost out, uh, Adam's Motorsport Park. Have you driven there when you were down here?
1: I no, I didn't. Did. I was. Uh, I thought about going there because that's pretty close to where we were staying. Uh-huh. Out there in Palm Springs It was kind of on the way, but um, we didn't end up going there. They're having an event, but it was the way the time worked. It was like in slots. You know, it's like what do you get like two hours or something? I think you told me about it. You get like two hours at a time, or but it just there was such a short amount of time. It it's, it's such too- like an ordeal. To show up with the RV and unload everything and get it yeah, set up. Yeah,
0: it is only three hours of driving. It is kind of.
1: Yeah, it was the four. amount of the amount of time just wasn't worth the amount of effort it takes to like get there. And Not do to
0: mention, all the uh, it's also um, like kind of expensive. Oh, what really? Doing yeah, which is it's it? Kind of exp- it's the last time I went there, I want to say it was like $30 per session. So you're spending $90 to drive for three and a half hours. Um, and it's usually a long line, so you probably are only getting about, depending on how busy it is that night, you know. It could be as little as like 10 laps mm. uh an hour. I mean, 30 laps is a lot. Um, but sometimes it's been less too, where it only gets real crowded on certain yeah. nights. So it just kind of depends. That's um, not
1: great, but it's not awful. No. Yeah, it could be worse. But you said they're not doing it anymore. Yeah, that's what I assume. No. But we won't know until. Uh,
0: no, the reason they're not doing it anymore is because something happened on Drift Week where somebody hit the fence and they try to charge them like 1500 bucks or they gave them a $1500 bill for hmm. like um, scuff marks
1: on the fence yeah was it like a what kind of fence is it like
0: a is nothing nothing They replace it. That's kind of weird. That was <laughs> it was pretty it was it was yeah. there was a lot of drama behind it.
1: Yeah, I mean yeah, anywhere is if you like really damage something you're going to have to pay for it but yeah, absolutely. Really they don't give you a hard time for like marking it up. Especially yeah. at a place that has drift events regularly. Exactly. I highly doubt that was an unmarked fence.
0: Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's how uh that's how they ended up uh getting like a bunch of hate. So it just didn't work out for them. Oh wow. Oh, so they got
1: boycotted. Oh, dude. Yeah, man, that's
0: pretty bad. Yeah. Everybody
1: was want. upset with them. But it's it's crazy how that kind of stuff can go you know there was a like some drama with a track over here in georgia of it changing ownership and stuff like that it was like it's a big deal <laughs> It was a big deal if people wouldn't show up and stuff it's like it, it gets interesting on how the like the feelings involved in it uh uh-huh. even something like that a 1500 bucks. Uh, some seemingly ridiculous one, and everybody just kind of jumps in there on it. But in California, you know, it's like you don't really you have other options. So you can just not go there, and everybody can yeah, be okay. With we that. definitely have so many freaking
0: options here. Yeah. Uh, that's why I love it here. Um, But we'll see. But uh, I think I'm going to call it there, man.
1: It's good, dude. I hope Let's your dog see. didn't jump
0: Oh, he did. He jumped his fence about 45 minutes ago.
1: What? Like, where is he like loose in the neighborhood? Yeah.
0: He comes back. He's a Husky. It's just what the <laughs> fuck it.
1: He's put it this way. I've been husky looking thing? at the Was camera. Just and come back?
0: I've been looking at the camera. He's came back to the house twice and left. Like he jumps the fence. He comes back and then he'll go leave off. And then I, I have an air tag on him. So I got to go walk up the street and uh, go get him. Cause I know he goes to my neighbor's house and the reason we know these neighbors now because it's not the house next door, it's the one after mm-hmm. uh, is because they used to have a husky too and they're like, our dog did the same fucking thing I was like, cool, okay. I feel ba- I'm feel, i glad he's going to your house then That's he's, like a, yeah, he's a super good looking dog uh, yeah. and I'm, we're afraid that someone's going to take him and be like, oh, we're going to try to keep him and then they're going to realize he has separation anxiety and the minute they leave him, they're gonna, he's going to fuck up their house so we just don't want him getting into the wrong hands yeah uh, yeah every day i come home something's on the floor that shouldn't be like it could be like fucking today the granola that was on the counter it was on the floor
2: yesterday it was like dog yesterday (laughs) it was like
0: my girlfriend's boot like it's always something different that's moved around the house that's funny uh you want to shout out any sponsors and all that fun stuff and where can people find you on the interwebs
1: yeah dude uh tire stacks for one, I mean they've like I said they've put up with me, they've helped me out a good bit, and they've put up with my crazy can you send these tires here and these yeah. tires here, but then don't send them after this time because then I'm not going to be there and all that <laughs> stuff they'll like try so hard to work around all of that mm-hmm. they got uh chase Bays. chase Bays has helped me out with some of the new stuff on the on the car like a like a brakemaster delete and a few different lines and stuff like nice. that uh Advanced Auto Parts. When they came in. They were actually like a big help and they are awesome. You know, what I mean, it's cool to have like a, a big, uh, kind of like a part store all over the country where you can get, even if it's something they don't stock, you can get it ordered ahead of time and everything. And they've oh, been really? just- nice. Yeah. So if it's something you don't have, like I need an alternator mm-hmm. and uh, like nowhere really, you can get it, but they don't stock it, you know? So I'm just like, well, I know I'm going to be like in this town in Ohio there's an advance here and I can just either do it online or call and get it. And it's there waiting for me as I go through and we just do our like Google maps thing of like, well, here's an advance next to a Walmart. So I can park in the Walmart and walk over there and get the part, change the part in the Walmart parking lot and then keep it moving. So, uh, advance has been awesome. Um, yeah, dude, that's, uh, that's it. My buddy, uh, oh, my buddy and, uh, uh, Emma, MR Autobody in Gainesville, Georgia. He's painting my whole rear end on the car. I got like um, Big Duck Club, like the the whole cut the butt off thing. He's nice. painting all that. So he deserves a shout out because he came out of nowhere and did all that for me. So he's he's a man. But yeah, dude. That's it. And then number one, my wife, for putting up with my crap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even yeah. you were like, "Oof, dude. I don't know how she's done it." <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: dude, it I, I can just imagine like being a mom and like being on the road all the time. It seems seems like a lot. Like I'm trying to raise these kids. I'm trying to be a supportive wife. <laughs> like, yeah, and I'm stuck on the road.
1: Yeah, yeah you know, okay. I know you need to get your dog, but it's like been the biggest, one of the like the best things for our family. Oh. Uh-huh. In the last two years, just because at least in my situation, I would always get I just worked a lot, dude. You know, I was just around it and I always get pulled in, especially like owning a small business where I'm like, we had like a great group of guys there working it, but I still like, okay, well, let me go do this or I can do this thing for this customer yeah. too, or something. And I would just, I, I, my goal was always to get where I didn't work so much, but I always did. Yeah. You know, so by like forcing it into now we're in this RV and I'm on the other side of the country and taking me out of it, it kind of made us get the business to where I'm not going to say it's self-sufficient because we still work on it a lot. But we're not physically having to be there and then yeah. have the time with the family, you know? Yeah, and that's, that's been a big thing on what, since we've been here in a house again, the the kids are like, when are we getting out of here? Cause now I'm having to work grand. I'm working on the car, but I'm working on my business too. And the, the kids are like, we want to go back. Cause now that's when we're all together and we see daddy more. So nice. it's like, then, uh, it's been really great from that point. Gotcha. But there's definitely been some, some hard times that she's been the most supportive person yeah. that, that, beyond reason, honestly. So yeah. number one, Elena May. There you go, man. Okay. All yeah. righty,
0: man. Uh, where can people find you on uh, your social media? If they want to
1: uh, drifty by nature, it is like Naughty by Nature. So with the why, Drifty by Nature. Instagram is what I'm mostly on. Okay. And uh, I've got a YouTube channel as well. Oh, you, okay. Day. Sweet. Drifty by Nature. Yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah, Dawson was doing uh, did the editing on all those too. So we have a, a vlog going. It got a little bit more sparse now, but I'm about to put a, another one up, and then we'll go back to the almost Maybe. weekly vlog from there Maybe on. Maybe
0: I'll bug him to be on my podcast so he can talk about all the things he actually does.
1: You he should yeah talk about it yeah he's a, he seems like a super cool dude I'll hit him up he right. is a cool guy do you do you do like podcast mashup or something
0: uh, I've tried doing that before I think it's just better to have him on this podcast because I know his podcast requires you to be there in person it does yeah yeah so um, yeah. where's he so, yeah. where's he based out of Tennessee I'm not going to Tennessee <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah unless I, unless I'm driving through maybe but alrighty man thank you again for coming on uh appreciate it good to hear from you can't wait to you. see you uh i'll see you at winter jam then for sure dude i'll uh, see you there I mean, i'm going I just to probably order my tires today you should do it
1: yeah, get a couple good. of different sets try them out especially if you're going to go practice well, for a few days we, get it and try I'm them out thinking you about like? it. i'm thinking i thinking of
0: well this this trip is going to be expensive because i need fronts too
1: yeah and you're renting a car. I don't know how much that is, but they can be inexpensive.
0: Uh, it's not free. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. It's no. <laughs>
1: that's,
0: that's the, the only number I can give is that it's not free. But yeah. all righty, man. I'll chit-chat with you. You have a good one. All right. See you, dude. All bye. Right, bye.